0: Hello and welcome to a shared podcast with myself, Andy Payne, Three Pillars of Fitness, Personal Training, and with Sean Power from Sean Power Fitness in... Where are you, Sean? I'm in County Clare
1: at the moment in the west of Ireland.
0: So Sean is officially a nomad and he moves around Ireland like a... Modern day traveller, no, but you go between two places, don't you? County Clare and, and Cork.
1: And Cork, so we sneak across the border sometimes, um, right under the garda's nose.
0: He's a man who <laughs> likes to live life on the edge, and that probably is quite a good opening gambit into today's subject, being stress, life on the edge. So over the next half, or half an hour or so, Sean and I are going to bring you some nuggets of wisdom, no doubt some banter and some jokes, and hopefully some things that you can take away from this to manage your own levels of stress. And the thing I would like to stress, no pun intended, is that we are not here to catastrophize stress. Stress is one of our survival mechanisms. And we all operate under a degree of stress. So if I may, I'm going to start by asking Sean a question. And that is, what is stress to you, Sean? So if you go first and then I'll follow up and we both will be sharing this on our individual social media platforms. What is stress, Sean?
1: Okay, so stress it's a normal reaction. It happens to everyone. Um it is, it is our reaction to basically a situation, but you, the question you asked me was, what's my um, my, rea- or my interpretation mm-hmm. of stress? Is that the question you asked me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day here, <laughs> to too long. Um, my interpretation, I, I, sometimes I don't really know when I am stressed um, until somebody maybe points it out to me, or sometimes, do you know someone grabs your shoulders and they're like, "Jeez, you're stressed there. you hold a whole lot of
0: stress there." But I you're in protection mode.
1: <laughs> yeah, you never really realize it, and it's only I suppose when you relax that mm-hmm. you that you actually realize how stressed you were in whatever situation that was, whether it was the day or or the month gone by or whatever the situation happened to you. Um, and it's making me think now, going back, I didn't know I was stressed in certain situations. Mm -hmm. Going through it, but I was stressed off my head,
0: (laughs) and I think that's a really interesting um, point to make is that you know, so often we hear about stress, day to day stresses. You know, um, certainly as business owners and coaches, we face a degree of stress in our day to day lives, right? Uh, Because within our businesses, it's up to us. If we don't do it, it doesn't happen within our business, right? So, that brings with itself a degree of stress and then i think there's also something to be said here for um, the ways in which males and females deal with stress potentially in a different way um, and one of the things you said to me earlier was that quite often it's your girlfriend that recognizes that you're stressed and is that because you become snappy
1: or probably because she's, she's the one who stresses me out most of the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also
1: push my buttons. Yeah,
0: and, and I think that's, that's a really real thing, isn't it? It's for, for guys, we are certainly guilty of the kind of alpha male, we don't feel stress. We are above stress, and yet we do experience it. And sometimes it can take somebody around us to point out that we're actually stressed. And so for me, what, what stress means is it's like you're operating under a load. And I'm going to suggest that that's a load around your shoulders, almost like you're carrying something with you that is um, potentially going to stop you from doing things that you want to do. So stress distracts us. It's a distraction it's uh, it's something that sits around quite often and for for many of us we operate under a chronic level of stress okay so going back to the conversation that we had previous to starting this this podcast we were talking about um the the kind of return on investment and many of us as human beings are looking for instant return on investment which is why we see the rise of companies like amazon within the lockdown, right? Because we can go to Amazon, we can get the thing that we want. It can take us away from our stress and from our worries instantly. And that thing can be delivered to our doorstep probably by this time tomorrow. And so I think one of the really powerful things to do is to recognize what the symptoms of stress are. Perhaps, as you said, that's tension in your shoulders. Perhaps for me, that's a weight that I'm operating under that becomes a distraction to me. And then potentially learning to live and be with that stress. So, is it, is it you, you do experience stress. You wouldn't call yourself somebody who suffers with stress on a regular basis. Like, how does that show up in your life day to day? Is it business related? Is it financial? And moreover, how do you see that affecting the coaching process with your clients?
1: So yes to all them, because yes, I have stress in all those areas. Um, I have stress coming out of my ears probably sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I have stress coming from the business, from financial, Mm -hmm. from uh, family relationships, from training um, that we don't think of as well. All of this is, is a stressor, like, um, but some is hashtag good stress <laughs> yeah. and some is bad stress. Um, how does that affect um, the coaching process? Like you were saying earlier, if, if I don't do it, if I don't check in with a client or if I don't update a client's program, nobody else is going to do it. Mm-hmm. If I don't get a client, then I won't have an income next month. Do you know? No. So mm-hmm. that's that's the stress. That's the stress from um that every self employed person has, especially self employed people. Everyone has it, I'm sure. But like we don't know if we're gonna make the same amount of money next month or the month after. Mm-hmm. And that that is a stress. So sometimes you have to not think about it <laughs> because it kinda head in the sand, pretend it
0: doesn't happen. Which is, you know, it's not a great way to manage it, is it? What would you, Okay, so if we were to look into your portfolio of clients right now, what would we see as the recurring theme across those clients in terms of stress? Is there one key cause? Is it COVID? Is it relationship with food? Is it relationship with themselves and with others? Is it uh, that they struggle to exercise? Is it work? What do you think is the recurring theme acro- across your client base?
1: At the moment, it is, um, it is COVID because we've been in this for so fucking long <laughs> that it's over a year now, uh, especially here in Ireland. Like in the UK, you're looking at the end of it. At least you have the gyms open and some restaurants and, and that kind of thing. So, so what's
0: happening for you guys in Ireland, Sean? What's the gym situation? What's the work situation like?
1: Um, so gym hair salons, they're looking at May. So, I think, like, second or third week in May. So, your gyms at this stage
0: are completely closed?
1: Yeah, completely shut, yeah. Now, there are talks of outdoor training and, like, then it'll be a while before teams get back. Like, most teams have kind of come to the realisation, right, we mightn't be playing a game until next year, Mm -hmm. which is, like, it's crazy. Um, And that's, that's hard as well because there's nothing to look forward to. There's no... I'll go down to the pitch and watch the lads play like or going for a kick around or anything even five a side like i used to play five a side once or twice a week with the lads and that was like it's it's the social aspect i think to be honest of going into a gym of meeting lads um that that i think is the the main stressor to go back to the first to back to the question you asked me mm-hmm. that's the kind of common theme
0: so uh, covid is the the causation of a stress right so we 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 are we're operating on the basis that we're not quite sure what's coming down the line. So it's a form of anxiety.
1: So it's uncertainty. I mean, yeah. Can, yeah, a form of anxiety. Um, so that
0: would be a recurring theme within your client base. And certainly that's a recurring theme within my client base. And then in addition to that, I think you put on to that, you know, the guys that come into contact with us as our, as our clients they're wanting to develop their lifestyles. They're wanting to become healthier at a time when they're already operating under stress, right? So I would go then back to the question or the the point that you made earlier beautifully, is that at some point there's a crossover between good stress and bad stress. Where would you say good stress, serving stress, motivating stress becomes bad stress is there a clear line or is it about chronic stress levels over time
1: well with um, you feel you see with training because i'll always go back to like much what i know with training it's probably the easiest to look at that's if you're tracking it so like you're you're tracking it week to week Mm -hmm. with training like say you're training for four weeks and you're getting heavier each week and then you take a deload week to Reduce that stress, that inflammation on the body, and to give your mind and body just a little rest before you go hard again. We do that with training. If your training is um, periodized correct and you have a coach, a good coach, then he he or she'll do that. But with with our life, we don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes we do after maybe an exam or something or um, something like that. Like if you had a, like and a big exam coming up, you'd you'd study like hell for like the two or three weeks before it and then the week after it you probably go on the piss or something <laughs> <laughs> like that
0: that is the reality is it and it's something that i see time and time again with my client base is that really from an optimum perspective if we're going to put percentages on top on onto kind of what stress is supporting and not supporting serving and sabotaging at kind of two ends of a different of the same continuum then really we should be spending around about the goals in my mind are that we should be spending about 30, 20, 30% of the time stressed and 70 to 80% of our time in the mode of homeostasis, which is that balance thing. And then also in recovery and growth. And I think that's something that we overlook because in this time where you know we can log on to social media we can compare ourselves to to those people around us we only ever see part of their lives and it's only ever the good stuff that gets talked about okay so then we're within the realms of comparison and we're saying okay so why why does sean live this seemingly perfect life and why is my life so fucked up okay and and then i'm further back and i'm i'm within myself feeling inadequate And I think COVID and all of those things can only compound that stress because we are socially isolated. I think it's a a really interesting space. And I was thinking the other day, um, for those of you listening to the podcast, on my left side, I've got a whiteboard where I just hash up all of my ideas for kind of social media and stuff. Now, think about this as a premise, as a kind of comparison and a way to try and create balance. What if... You spend the same amount of time sleeping every week as you do working.
1: You'd be a a
0: cat. (laughs) But wait, if you work in an office environment and you're paid to work five days a week for eight hours a day, that's 40 hours. You should be at least matching that with sleep, in my opinion hours okay so across five days we should spend eight hours working eight hours sleeping and eight hours living our own independent life where we take control of our own lives and we create the sort of life that we want to and if if like from my my perspective if we're way way out on that over a long period of time because we're so busy trying to provide for ourselves and pay the bills and keep the business afloat and be a parent, then we've really got to go back to basics and just look at how we spend our time. Because we can't keep putting ourselves in this position of stress, anxiety, worry, depression, uh, pressure, tension. And so, Can we just constantly be looking at stuff? And I I think that's our responsibility as a coach is to say almost to shine a light on our clients' lifestyles and say things are just slightly out of balance here. Yeah. And so it sounds crazy, doesn't it, to say, shouldn't the goal be that if you work 40 hours a week that you sleep for 40 hours across five days? Because we should all be aiming for that 7 to 10-hour time all right many many people listen to this podcast are going to go well fuck off i can barely manage five hours sleep okay so then we need to look at the lifestyle the consumption of caffeine the consumption of blue screens the consumption of uh uh, comparison and and comparison becoming a toxic environment in which the brain is living and is surviving rather than thriving so for me it's always that thing that is like okay we're way 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 out of balance Yes, we do need to move, but we also need to recover. How do you feel about that? And how how does that kind of sit with you as a coaching mantra and mentality? I think that we prioritize our work lives so much more highly than our own quality of life and our own capacity to rest and restore and to grow and to ultimately have a better experience of life on this planet.
1: Uh you you made a good point there um about spending time because that's that's what we do. You spend it <laughs> like it's it is a currency and you spend it. Um and it just it just got me thinking about um I don't know if you've ever done the wheel of life. I haven't practice. Um so it's it's really cool. You um you get a wheel, draw a wheel, you can do it on your whiteboard, draw a wheel. Um you basically Cut it up into sections like mm-hmm. pizza. Cut them into eight sections. You can have more or less. Somebody say pizza. Yeah. Somebody
0: say pizza. <laughs> I'm I'm liking this already. I'm now <laughs> visualizing a pizza.
1: So you cut it up into your eight slices. Um eating each each segment or slice, whatever mm-hmm. you want, you write say like family, work, mm-hmm. whatever. Um it can be it can be anything. So which are you can be like water, and then you basically um, give yourself a rating out of 10 on that mm-hmm. and you go if you do it with somebody then you kind of go right you you say you stress you've given yourself a 10 out of 10 on stress mm-hmm. why why is that are you really that stressed if you're that stressed you'd be in a box do you know <laughs> okay maybe I was being a bit hard there maybe I'm not that stressed maybe it's like a six okay and then you go to the next one um your water intake just. Picking picking one off the top of my head, and it might go. Oh, I drink like one liter of water today, or every day. It's like okay, so maybe you give yourself a two out of ten for that, and mm-hmm. then you basically try to get better at it. Do you know? You try Which to. Is
0: basically, what what you're talking about really is our checking process, right? Yeah. So it's so like what we the say. Then
1: you obviously you want your wheel to look like a wheel, but when you draw it, it'll be like all jagged edges and everything.
0: yeah. <laughs> Enter the realm of awareness and mindfulness. And so until we sit down, and this is one of the things I had with a client over the past week, is I'm working with a client who is um, in the civil servant space. So will work for like local government and uh, works within the, the field of communication. And uh, she said to me this week, I've been working on this process of self-improvement with you as my coach and um she had a real moment last week where she got to the point where she said do you know what for a communications professional i really haven't communicated my goals to those people around me so for me what that means is that uh, we all need to take our own responsibilities to ourselves more seriously And I think often the challenge there is that we spend so much time working. We spend so much time giving to other people that we actually forget ourselves. And so there for me is this question around, am I being selfless? And am I serving other people too much? And again, looking at this continuum, which is ultimately balanced. If I'm being selfless, I'm putting everybody else first. Well, what about my needs at the opposite end of that continuum is selfish? Which is frankly, probably, as, even as, as I say that, that, that out loud, there's probably people that are going to be listening and going, well, I don't want to be known as selfish. Okay, so at what point on that continuum can we become more self-supporting which just sounds better than selfish. So it's Mm -hmm. up to each Mm -hmm. of us to sit and look at our lives and spend time looking inwards rather than outwards for gratification, which would be a lovely daily process, isn't it? You know, to, to ask yourself at the end of the day, what am I proud of? What have I enjoyed? What do I need to do more of? But the problem I find with that is that so many people are spending so much time working Giving their time to their employer because they're shitting themselves about losing their job. They then go home and say, Well, I've spent eight hours in the office. I've got to be with my kids. I've now got no time for myself and I'm freaking exhausted. So for for me, it's about okay, so you manage perfectly well between the hours of nine to five because you're freaking paid for it. How do you take those skills? and apply them in your home environment so you can create the sort of life that you want and more balance so how do you the the wheel thing is one way to do it right um how many times do you hear a client say i haven't got time to do the thing that you're asking me for before a lot <laughs> yeah that's
1: that's one of the things that you want you want to just say to the client no you do have the time it's just not a priority but you have to be you approach it a bit more um, cautiously sometimes because sometimes they just do not have the time yeah. because there are times in your life and you know as well that you just literally, you don't have a time, you don't even have time to go for a piss like that. Yeah. You are that busy with whatever. And the people do have lives like, you know, their life is not, I am coached by this person. They have a life outside of, of yeah. your coaching as well. And again,
0: we're we're constantly looking at that return on investment, aren't we? So one of the key questions I think we can ask ourselves is, okay, percentage-wise, I told my coach that I wanted to lose a little bit of weight. Percentage-wise, how much energy have I put into that commitment this past week? And it's just being really honest with yourself and with your coach to make sure that you're progressing down that, that road because, you know, yes we all have 24 hours yes there are periods of time in your life where we don't have time to take a piss absolutely right but also there needs to be a time where we seek to recreate balance and we take ownership back of our time because from my perspective and it does sound rather judgmental and it's not meant to be this way but we do give our time away too easily I had a conversation with another client recently who said um, uh, she was commuting up to London. I, For the benefit of the podcast, I live in, in Sussex in, in Brighton and so commuting to London is about an hour's train journey a day. And there was a conversation with a client. Um, she'd done that for about 15 years, commuting for 15 years. And I opened up the conversation that was, do you recognise that you chose to commute for 15 years? You chose that commute. And our immediate reaction was, no, I didn't. I chose the job.
1: my response so was now. the job yeah.
0: has only ever in- existed in London yeah. and you knew you had to go to London. So you chose to commute. Yeah. Just as I choose to sit here with you and do this podcast, and you choose to be here with me within this podcast, we do make our choices. And I think if we're operating under chronic stress for long enough, something has to give. And hopefully we can draw our client's attention to that. What is that thing that needs to give? You know, uh, if you are struggling for time, then perhaps one of the most powerful things you do is sit down and breathe for two minutes because it just brings you back to you rather than giving out to everybody else all the time.
1: Yeah. That's something that I've brought into my coaching as well. Um, because I feel like I can as well with my yoga background and, and teaching different mindfulness and breath work and that, that I can bring that in, um, to my clients as well. And it's just like, it's, it's two minutes or a minute even. And it's like, you have a minute, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you, even if like, even if you're very busy at work or your boss is like breathing down your neck at work, when you're back in the office, you can go, oh, I just need to go to the bathroom, go in there for a minute, sit down, breathe, and then go back out. <laughs> they might think you've got a bladder problem after a while. But like, <laughs>
0: That's none of their business. That's, a, that's yeah, exactly. a bit too much for the workspace, that is. So that, and that, that would be a, a really interesting kind of place to go with the conversation, I think, is at what point does a psychological stress become physiological and show up in the physical sense of the body?
1: Yes, so it can show in physical, physical symptoms can show with stress as well. Um, Like you can get heart racing, heart palpitations. um, They're like bad ones. Trouble sleeping is probably, sleep is probably the first thing to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Muscle, 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 tension. um, You can get acne from it, just general aches and pains. Digestive discomfort as well is very common Mm -hmm. with, with signs of stress as well um yeah so i find when i'm stressed just i'm just a bit tighter a bit more on edge like a bit more in that uh fight or flight response
0: yeah so so what we're looking at really is the nervous system aren't we yes so to go back and kind of rewind to the, the the thing that i was speaking about balance and stress and the stress to me is anything that pulls us away from this homeostasis and so For those listening to the podcast, if you're not aware of the principle of homeostasis, your body, in in order to survive, is constantly looking to balance the sympathetic response to the parasympathetic response. So when we operate under stress, what can happen, as Sean quite rightly said, is that the heart rate heightens because we're trying to get more blood around the body in order to be able to protect ourselves. Okay, so in that case, we've got a sympathetic response where the heartbeat quickens. So sympathetic is gonna make things happen in the body more quickly. It's gonna bring the body temperature up. It's gonna bring up blood pressure. It's gonna bring up heart rate. It's gonna create tension within the muscles because we're feeding more blood into the muscular system. We're gonna become out of breath. And so at some point, chronic stress does show up in in the physical sense. And in order to rebalance and bring the sympathetic, which is the speeding up of the body's responses, back to this homeostasis position, homeostatic balance is where everything is perfectly balanced within your body. Your body is constantly, from the moment you're conceived until you shuffle off in a box, is trying to seek that point of balance and contentment. If the sympathetic is speeding stuff up, what occurs at the other end and how do we operate that space? We're looking at the parasympathetic, right? So when Sean talks about breathing, what he's actually saying is give your body a physical hug. Okay? And so this... The outside in. This, this, this from the outside of- <laughs> Yeah. And it literally is that, isn't it? Because if we think about how the body survives, we need oxygen. Okay? If we think about how the body works we are 80% water 90% water possibly so we need hydration if we need oxygen then let's spend more time breathing so by staying hydrated and by breathing we and then by spending time asleep and making that one of our highest priorities we are bringing about the parasympathetic response within the nervous system to slow everything down And so ultimately, we should really be looking at our lives as if they are a pair of scales. When are we out of balance? When are we stressed? And when is the sympathetic nervous system kicking in? What's the blood pressure doing? Where's the heart rate? Am I breathing quickly? Then what do I do? To the contrary is to, to stimulate the parasympathetic, which is the deep nasal breathing, which is telling the body to slow down and relax and that's how we create balance in somebody's lifestyle so um there's a couple of ways that we do that with our clients right sean and so um sean is uh, a a yogic master are you a yogi sean a yogi, uh, whenever i say yogi i think of yogi bear uh you, you practice yoga right you, you can teach yoga
1: I teach yoga. Never. I practice yoga. Um, yogi, yogi is like, is just a fun, fun, th- fun name that uh, anyone who does yoga calls someone else who does yoga. We just call each other yogis.
0: <laughs> yogi, I don't want to be a yogi. You, you
1: are a yogi. I think.
0: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man of Pilates, but um, similar practices in terms of that capacity to rebalance somebody's life, right?
1: The. The physical practice, yes. Some of the exercises, um, like the asanas, as they're called in yoga, um, would be similar enough. Um, in yoga, they're more kind of, I suppose, stretching techniques and there's breath work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the asanas, the poses, are only one part of the whole like yogic system. Mm-hmm. So like um, one of my teachers said before that you can you can step up you can go on your mat every day and do your yoga and never be a yogi yes like or you can never set foot in a yoga studio or never roll out your mat and be like at a higher level of yoga or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. than somebody who's done the actual physical practice every day so it's just one part of it um there's loads of different um I suppose, what do you call them? Um, those are different, do you know, branches of that tree
0: principles and, and ways principles, of doing exactly. thing, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I teach Pilates, I teach trigger point Pilates and for me, that was a, a purely selfish endeavor. I was suffering some pain. Um, and, uh, Sean will appreciate this because he's an he's a true Irishman and I've got Irish blood um, <laughs> and I always attribute to the fact that I don't spend money very easily I'm quite frugal to my relationship with my granddad who was an Irishman um, so what I did is I learned trigger point Pilates because I wanted to get myself out of pain I didn't want to pay um, a, a chiropractor a massage therapist on an ongoing basis so um What I do is very much self-myofascial release stuff. It's about, yes, let's breathe, but also let's move and let's tackle fascia. Uh, Fascia itself on a cellular level does hold tension. So if we spend a lot lot of our lives still sitting at a desk, then the fascia becomes quite tight and tense and it can cause us tension in trigger points and it can stop us from moving in in a free way. So, Uh, Sean and I both deliver that rebalancing of the synthetic and the parasympathetic uh, on a day-to-day basis. I just want to touch on one of the things that concerns me when we talk about you being a yogi and me being a a Pilates instructor, and that is some of the language that we use around it. All right, so some of the buzzwords. So things like Zen things like um it's kind of like yes we can do all of these things at a really deep visceral level and that would be great but how do we remove the barriers for people that are saying well i've never done yoga before and i've never done pilates before i'm not really sure it's for me it sounds a little bit flowery and i'm not ready to grow dreadlocks and smoke smoke spliffs yet how do we get to those people and say, it's okay, try this or this, or come to a class with me and let me distill some of those myths for you? How do how do we get how do people get to you to come and practice yoga, Sean?
1: Um well, I currently um teach just private groups, which um actually since COVID, I've I think I've taught I've taught more people in the last year than I have in the previous probably five years because there's been different, um, I've actually been teaching a lot more chair yoga and breath work. So to people who would be in nursing homes, there'll be a few different nursing homes on the screen on zoom Uh people, um, who'd suffer from like MS and different, um, uh, disabilities like that Uh arthritis. There'll be people who are just, who are retired. And it's, it's actually that, that nearly that older group that I'm not targeting, but that I'm, uh, I'm teaching at the moment which is really cool I've had to like kind of strip back the practice from being like uh, a lot of down dogs and like um like low lunges these kind of yeah. things just actually breaking it down and slowing it down and it slowed myself down as well and so I, actually,
0: I think I'm that's really powerful it. um because I, I think so often we can we can look at these different ideas and these mentalities and think that's simply not for me And I, I would just say, okay, embrace it. In terms of everybody who is successful at this time was a beginner at some point. Okay, so for some people to, if we say, right, let's do some breathing. People go, I can't, can't really work, can it? Well, yes, it can. Um, And actually, if you were to put, you can. Guys, girls listening to this, if you were to put a blood pressure monitor on your arm and take your blood pressure and change your breathing rhythms, you will see that you stimulate the parasympathetic or the sympathetic nervous system. So if I breathe really quickly and really shallowly, my blood pressure is going to go up. And if I breathe really deeply, then my blood pressure is going to go down. Okay, so there's a really quick experiment. If you're thinking... They're talking rat shit here. Then go through the process of conducting your own little experiment. Take on boards that you can control your physical response to stress. Reach out to myself or Sean if you want some help and support in doing that. Um, and if you would like to come to a Pilates session with me, I do teach the general public on a Tuesday evening from 6 to 645 That is streamed into your home via Zoom, and I would love to hear from you. So I think our biggest responsibility within all of this as coaches is to just break down the barriers, right? Whatever it is that that client's struggling with, break it down, 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 and make it simple.
1: 100%. And there's nothing simpler than breathing. You've literally been doing it since the minute you were born, the second you were born. You were doing it before you were born, before you were born. Um, You were breathing. So like uh, one simple technique that I use all the time is alternate nostril breathing. So you basically just very gently close the septum on one side, breathe in, then gently close it on the other side and breathe out. And try to make your exhale twice as long as your inhale. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? For eight.
0: That's interesting, because you are, at that stage, providing oxygen into a different area of the brain, at which point this gets quite technical for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I, the to- off the top of my head, I'm saying one of them is going to stimulate parasympathetic and one's going stim- to stimulate sympathetic. So, yep. we so we're Great. seeking that balance through breathing through our nostrils. Um, my big thing would be, okay... So, yes, we did arrive onto the planet breathing beautifully efficiently, you know, assuming that we didn't have any respiratory conditions. And provided that we arrived into the planet in safe hands and we had no pre-existing conditions or no genetical problems or traumas at birth, then we would be option, option, optimally functioning as a little human being. The problem is that as we go through the education system, we spend a lot of time sat down listening to our teachers. Then we go off to college or university. We spend a lot of time looking at screens and computers. We then go into the workplace. We spend the first 20 years of our lives for a lot of people sat at a chair. And by the time we hit 50, we're going to go, fuck, we got it all wrong. (laughs) We got it all wrong because I'm out of balance. These long periods of time spent being still are the root cause of our problem. Okay, so let's have some real quick, just to tie up today, Sean, unless you have anything else to add, some real quick fire ways. How can we practice the reduction of stress day to day with minimal time?
1: Well, I think one is just literally breathing. getting into a quiet space whether if it's your car or going to the bathroom anywhere where you can get like even one minute put a timer on your watch or your phone or something or you can use an app like um like cam um or there's loads of other different apps that you can use also. for little meditations and um, they're just very like easy ways um i find the apps are very good especially at the start mm-hmm. um to get to sleep, or even you can do it in the morning, and it sets the tone for the whole day. Cool,
0: park that there. Let's do it quick sure. fire. I'm going to suggest a bath. You run the bath. You switch the taps on. You put the plug in first, right? And then you get in the bath. You sit in the bath. Leave your phone outside of the bath. Over to you, Sean. Give us another one.
1: I'll, I have a very good one that I actually did this weekend. Um, I got my phone, got held down the Instagram app, and clicked on uninstall.
0: <laughs> oh
1: yes brother get rid of it oh i had to get, get it back it. for monday i had like i don't know i can't even remember the amount of fucking messages i had popular boy but um it was just like and you'd be surprised the amount of times you go for your phone you're like oh yeah i forgot i deleted that <laughs> app will I, will I just have a look will i just have a little look and oh, no no i won't go on Do you pause know in the time you just look at it go on over to you
0: pause button hit the pause button Okay, so I'm going to say, go to bed at a reasonable time. Back
1: to you. Going to bed and waking up at the same time every day. Um, but what, what, is, what, what I've been using as well is um, in the morning, depending on the weather, get out for a walk. I did this morning, didn't even turn on my phone or anything. I just like literally threw on my shoes and my clothes.
0: i'm glad you did uh, that i'm glad you
1: did that i literally i was like right there's not much time now just put a timer on for 10 minutes walk 10 minutes turned around and walk back it's like 20 minutes and no one else in the house was up and i I had to walk in
0: awesome okay over to me marco Um, i am gonna say plan your day and include some things that you enjoy back to you sean
1: i'm gonna say pet your cat or dog. Spend some time with your cat or dog.
0: Why not? (laughs) Again, put your blood pressure pressure machine on and test it. Unless the cat
1: scrapes you. But, um, yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Where are we going to go from here? I'm going to say, get away from your desk on a regular basis. Set a smart alarm just to remind you. uh, Perhaps take a telephone call standing up instead of sat down. Over to you.
1: Um, just while it's on the telly um, I really find watching the snooker I love watching the snooker I find it really calming <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm with you on watching sport but I'd rather watch golf because I can't play it
1: you can't play snooker?
0: <laughs> well no the ball's too big uh, sorry the ball's too small and so is the bat it's not called a bat is it Sean what's the stick thing called? Cue. no the golf <laughs> thing
1: Oh, the... Goal,
0: the racket. The golf, the golf racket. <laughs> club. Okay. The golf laugh. club. Back to you, Sean. Back to you. Laugh. Spend more time laughing. Smile. Yeah. I put, I, I just watch shit on television that makes you laugh. Over to you, Sean.
1: Um, That's a good one, actually. Just smile because when you start smiling, then your brain thinks, oh, I'm, I'm meant to be happy here. Yeah. And you actually... And it's, it's contagious as well it's yeah. like yawning it's contagious
0: next next please that time was your goal <laughs> Shit. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: journal write down your worries be creative in your solutions uh, the way i like to think of them is the more you look at your worries the easier it is to overcome them many of the solutions to different worries are the same and that might be at times, you're going to have to go through concerns, all right? This has been a shit year for many, many people listening to the podcast. It's been a challenging year for all of us. Um, but do just look for the creative solutions. If you don't like the look of something, spin it on its freaking head. You have the capacity to do that within your wonderful mind. Pen and paper will be a massive help. Over to you, Sean.
1: That's that's a good point. Um, and every day in my journal, I write down big three, like the big three for the day. And then after, like at night before I go to bed, I usually write down my things that I have to do for next day, but I also write down the three wins for the day. And they can be as simple as like, I'll just look at someone from last week. Study, trained, yoga class. It's like, it's nothing like I didn't fucking, do you know, win the lottery or I didn't like, do you know, become a millionaire that day. But I did study, I did train and I did do yoga class. So like, it wasn't a bad day.
0: that certainly wasn't a bad day was it okay so if it's all right with you because i try and keep podcasts relatively short i imagine we're probably running to the 40 possibly even into the hour kind of line now so the one thing i want to do is just remove some barriers so sean and i have just shared some of our practices and some things that work within our client practices and for ourselves i have to say um at this point don't ask too much of yourself start small create compassion all right so if it's just one thing that you can find to be thankful for in that day awesome practice it what you practice becomes easier all of us were beginners at one stage so just start small be patient with yourself be compassionate with yourself and practice would be the thing to say you don't have to reinvent everything in your life overnight get back to basics spend a minute breathing deep breathing spend five minutes with your journal spend two minutes in the garden in natural light call a friend all right real simple stuff keep it small get it practiced on a regular basis and possibly even track it so that at the end of the day you can reflect and say do you know what it has been a stressful day but i have sought some balance and aren't I bloody wonderful for that big pat on your back. So if it's all right with you, Sean, I'm going to wrap it up there. Do you have anything you. to
1: add? Thanks a million. Um, this has been an unreal podcast as always. I love doing the podcast with you and listen to you speak. Um, always come away feeling motivated and um, with a, a new mindset. <laughs>
0: well, you know, um we have an opportunity here within us to connect with one another um, the beauty of Covid is that it's brought us together in different countries for the record I didn't know Sean before Covid so one of the really positive things that come out of Covid for me is that capacity to just reach around the world and speak to authorities on fitness and lifestyle and Sean is certainly one of those so it's been an absolute privilege for me and no doubt we will be coming back and doing another podcast at some stage in future but Sean has some quite interesting news to share with you is it common knowledge Sean um not at the moment but I can Okay share. so it's not common knowledge do you want it to be because I'm not going to put pressure on you um okay so i've just built up a big surprise i'm not going to put pressure on sean but sean is pregnant so um i need you to follow him on his instagram account and um you can watch him go through the carriage of his baby and um sell your paper sell your sell your news to the the red top newspapers and we'll pick up a podcast at some stage in future where do people find you sean
1: uh seanpowerfitness.com or else um on instagram It is Sean Power Fitness.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much for joining me. I look forward to doing another podcast with you at some stage in the very near future. And Andy Payne speaking, three pillars of fitness, personal training. Please do reach out to Sean or I. And if there's a subject that you would like us to cover on this podcast, please get in touch. Thank you for listening. Good night and God bless.
1: Thank you.